I first started collecting when I was seven years old. I'd have been eight years old at the time. I was in elementary school. And then I, I stopped collecting. Junior high, like, kind of outgrew collecting cards. When you get to high school, you want to chase girls and get fancy cars. I got into cars or girls or something else, you know, in high school. Then the pandemic hit, and everybody was at home. The victim pulled out the gun. With a disagreement over trading cards. In August of 2020, I got back into it and started buying again. I just recently got back into it about three months ago. One of my friends was like, hey, I just bought a sports card for $15,000. They're not worth that much. There's just no way. And everybody was at home. Everybody had a chance to go through their collection. People realized that there was money to be made in this industry. Okay, explain what is going on. Like I just spent 15 grand and I plan to sell it in maybe six weeks time for 10 grand more. Like six weeks time, you're going to make 10 grand? How is that possible? There are kids in high school right now that will be financially independent by the time they are 30 because they've started investing in sports cards today. Oh, people laugh at me that I'm looking at Pokemon cards, but you know, I'm having fun because I'm revisiting my childhood. At the same time, I'm monetizing my future. Once you hold these cards in your hand and you realize it's it's American history, Jackie Robinson's 1948 Leaf and Michael Jordan's rookie card, it brings back all that excitement of a kid. You become addicted and it's exciting and fun. Oh, this is horrible. This is excuse me. That's crazy that I look at the picture and I don't remember the game. I'm working hard every single day to make this rookie card worth something. The money that's in the industry right now is staggering. There's so many people that are coming in that flood a, a lot of $1,000, to make their weekly purchase. The only reason the sports card market took off was because of me. Because it's my vision to put baseball cards on the map and turn it from a hobby to a multi-million dollar business opportunity. Two to tie, three to take the lead. Shea checks, steps back, three, point shot on the way! It is good! Exciting to have two of my good friends in the hobby and other content creators, Chad and Tim. Guys, thanks so much for joining us here on Hoops and Cards. Thanks for having us, yeah, man. Of course, thanks for having us. It is a blast to be with you. I know uh, I've heard your voices, and I feel like I know you better than I actually do from having <laughs> listened to from listening to one of my favorite podcasts. It was like every Saturday morning for a long time, Pack to the Future. So thank you so much for that and uh, your encouragement to so many of us. Thanks, man. We, we like to feel like we know our listeners or know listeners as well, too. So it's fun getting to meet people and know people in the hobby. So we feel the same way. Yeah. And we've always meant to keep our show like pretty conversational, uh, relatable. Um, you know, definitely not about, you know, just like stocks and cards and values and, you know, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, uh, it's been good. So yeah. Thanks for and, having us. and my podcast hoops and cards. I mean, for the last uh, year, most of our episodes have just been Gary talking. So anytime I can get two guys that are far more entertaining, creative and fun to hang out with, I am pumped. Where are you guys at right now? As we're recording, you're, you're out West somewhere. I'm in Ohio. Where are you at? We're in Salt Lake city, Utah, Salt Lake city, Utah. Yeah. We are okay. in Tim's recording studio, which yeah. is uh, also known as his living room that we have taken over to make into a recording studio. Okay. Yeah. Even though they're on different screens, you're in the same room. I like it. I like what uh -huh. you're doing there. Yeah. And, and Salt Lake city, the home of the 23 all-star game, right? Yes. Are you yeah. guys fired up about that? Are you going to, are you going to try to make an appearance or? 
We haven't so, thought about that, right? Yeah. yeah. So I actually did think about it a little bit when it was announced. And then huh. some of the prices of tickets have kind of been leaking out there. And, you know, it's pricey. It is. So it is NBA All-Star Weekend. And you get celebrities who come out and you get players who want to see it. And it's a hot ticket. And the arena oh. has been updated over the past couple of years. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, it looks good. Yeah. So it's a great venue. It has good food options. It's kind of right in the heart of downtown Salt Lake City. So it's going to be a hot commodity for a ticket. We don't have tickets yet, but uh, it's coming up on us pretty quick. So something that, Tim, if they are going to look is. at it, we should look at it. Yeah. Hopefully it goes a little bit better for me than the, the Vegas Knights uh, <laughs> Frozen Fury game. Yes. That I mostly don't remember. I so. agree. <laughs> well... We were in Cleveland. I actually got standing room only tickets for the all-star game in Cleveland. And it was some, at some point at maybe it was a break in the third quarter, they brought on some people from Utah and Salt Lake city, like on the court to talk about the big, you know, <laughs> next year's location and everything. And we were yeah. like, man, 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 at least they have Donovan Mitchell. That's going to be a great, you know, <laughs> and they, they were talking about how excited Donovan Mitchell was to host the all-star game. And, um, we might as well just get at it. Like you, you guys are two of the biggest Oof. Donovan Mitchell, two of the biggest experts on Donovan Mitchell. And you've got to watch his career over the last, what, six years. First of all, I, as a Cavs fan, I want to say thank you. But as a brother in the <laughs> hobby, I want to say, I'm sorry. Um, it's, it's hard. It's hard to let go of a, a star that you love. Like we had to let go of LeBron twice. So I know a little bit yeah. about it, but dude, yeah. how has that been for you? A roller coaster of emotion. Mm, it's absolutely sure. been all over the place. I'm, I love that he is early on succeeding and looking great yeah. with Cleveland. I mean, he's not just been great, exceeding expectations, I think. Top five MVP yeah. early in the season, right? He's made that list. Mm. Or top 10, at least, I guess, depending on the list of where I mean, you're He's got a so. pretty stacked list this year, kind of like Gary mentioned on one of his earlier episodes as far as entertaining players and stuff. You know, I mean, I'm not sure he makes top five, to be honest. There's a lot of guys scoring plus 30 there's plus a, a game right now. There's a lot of people, you know, just last night, you know, I, or, you know, I mean, I guess a week ago after this releases, um, thereabouts, but yeah, uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander, you know, I mean, SGA, he just completely, uh, went nuts last night trying to, Tim, we're here to talk about Donovan play. Mitchell. I, I know. I'm just saying that Donovan Mitchell might not be, uh, I'm just trying to help you, uh, like, I appreciate not, not feel the sting of the blow or I, whatever, I you know, so much. Yeah, and so. As you can see, I'm still a little edgy. <laughs> <laughs> He's turning red right now. I, yeah, I, I think we would still be talking about Mitchell as, you know, in the top three or four, if, if the Cavs yeah, had won a couple sure. games out West, I mean, they, they lost, a, <laughs> they lost four out of five on that road trip. Um, you know, but Mitchell overall, yeah. you're right. He's playing great. Um, I'm curious both on a, yeah, as a fan, but then also as a, here the Jazz are now in a rebuild and they're the talk of the first month, you know, well, what, uh, what's going on for with whatever that? reason, those guys are, they don't know how to tank. What's going on? Maybe that was never the plan, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. Did Danny Ainge just like uh, troll the whole NBA and uh, all of Salt Lake City? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they were definitely the first team to 10 wins. That was out of nowhere, I feel like. Yeah. Right. Nobody, nobody saw that. Vegas didn't even see that coming. I mean, they put their over under on wins at uh, 23 and a half, I think. Yeah. 25 and a half, something like that. I mean, something embarrassingly low and uh, they're already halfway there. Well, the lineup on paper at the start of the season did not look like a winning team. It no. just didn't. And so everyone yeah. kind of assumed it was a tank. And I still think it's a, 
like that the intention was for hmm. a tank for a top two pick. I mean, you've got two guys coming out of college who could be franchise changers well, should you get them. But yeah. you know, the team yeah. plays really hard. Scoot. And they look pretty good. Markinen looks really good. He really yep. does. He uh, looks like a young Dirk. Young, <laughs> funny you should say that. Funny you should say that. That's actually one of the first comparisons I made uh, when I was watching him as a, a rookie playing on the Bulls after he got traded. How old um, is he? He Martin. is 20, 26. I need oh, to check He that. came out really? the same year that Donovan Mitchell did. His rookie cards are 2017, the same as Mitchell, he which has made that collection. 20, 25, sorry. But yeah, what I'm pulling up here is, you know, so I, I made the over proclamation that uh, he was young Dirk, like his rookie splits. If you go back and look, they're actually better than what Dirk's were. Um, and I was like, this guy's awesome. He's a next seven footer that can shoot threes. I mean, there's no way he's not going to succeed. And then, you know, like the Bulls manages, you know, they just wasted his career, I feel like. And then on top of that, he completely wrecked his elbow. And so I don't think as a bull, like you ever got to see him as like the, the pinnacle of what he can do, or like the peak of what he can do. But I feel like also, you know, like most NBA players kind of um, come into their own around 26, 27 anyway. So, I mean, I think we're just barely scratching the surface of like the type of player he really wants to be. And I'm, it's pretty cool watching and seeing, um, you know, what he's doing on the jazz. Um, so I never thought I'd be able to dual collect a, or collect a player that was like on two teams that I actively follow. I mean, like the odds of that are stupid low, right? So uh, Bulls and Jazz. like that, Bulls, just, yeah. Maybe I just have to get back to collecting Lori again, you know? Was um, that your card, uh, Tim, that you posted? Cards you wish you had kept? Or the, yeah. the, the patch, like three or four color patch auto of marketing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was his NTRPA. Um, I found that pretty early on, uh, during his rookie year when it was still pretty cheap. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I kind of wrote him off to be honest, um, a couple of years ago, um, just cause you know, his injury thing. And then, uh, just kind of getting buried on the calves, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know if you paid attention to him at all, like on the calves, like what did you think? I mean, well, we were surprised that uh, they played three seven-footers together for a while. Like, they were playing Markinen at the three, you yeah. know, along with Mobley and Jarrett Allen. And when Markinen was hitting from three, it looked pretty pretty scary. Like, they were, they were doing pretty well. I don't know if you remember, before Mobley went down uh, last December and January, the Cavs were one of the surprises of the season last year. And yeah. then they started getting injuries. And, you know, Mobley going down really hurt the team. Uh, to be honest, has obviously hurt his rookie year, year campaign as well. But Markinen, no, we were impressed and we were surprised that our GM, uh, Kobe Altman, got him for almost nothing from the Bulls. He, I, mean, I mean, yeah, he was at absolute bottom of his uh, career trajectory. Um, um, yeah, no, I mean, uh, that's just, does, I felt does, bad for him, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to ask, does Markinen's ascent, like right now, does his rise along with the other uh, players and picks you got, does it make it feel better as far as the deal? Because I do feel like both for Gobert and mm. Mitchell, you got a lot, even though it hurts to see players <laughs> that, that were part of the foundations for so long, you got a ton for them. And, right. um, and it seems like the, what you got from the Cavs is better than advertised. Yeah, it, it really sure. does. It, it was a very interesting thought process early on because I, you know, just as a jazz fan, you, you get different perspectives, perspectives on this. And I did not agree with trying to reload and tank yeah. 
Yeah, didn't seem right. The timing picks. seemed odd. It at, felt off. At least like one more year. I felt like the Jazz deserved like one or two more years of Rudy and Donovan before throwing the towel. You know. Yeah. But yeah, go ahead. It just it seemed weird. So the first few games of the season, you expect them to tank and to lose, and then they start winning. And so you go through this very strange mental process of trying to figure out what you want the team to do. Yeah. Do you actually want this team to keep winning and keep rolling? <laughs> because can they sustain it? And Tim and I have had this conversation, like, is it real or not? <laughs> and it comes to a point where as a jazz fan, you better figure that out pretty quick because yep. the worst case scenario is you win 35 or 40 games and End you don't get a top lottery pick. And no you man's playoffs. Land. Yeah. Right. Uh, but right. Yes, it does start to feel a little bit better when you see these flashes from Mark and Andy and you think, oh my gosh, can this guy be an all-star? Yeah. And, you know, with the picks that the Jazz are going to get out of Gobert, which is just silly, just a silly haul for a guy uh-huh. who can't play offense. They're going to regret that so hard. You oh, know, and Gary, you mentioned playing three seven-footers. They can't even make playing two seven-footers work. <laughs> right. A six-foot-eleven and a seven-foot-two player. Well, right. Anthony Edwards has no room to dunk now, apparently. <laughs> what no. with that? Watching him stand out at the three-point line with his hands on his hips and not move is just a sign of disaster. Yeah, well, by the way, the game that we went to, so my son and I went to the Cavs against the T-Wolves the other night, and I mentioned, you know, that was that we were going to go see Donovan Mitchell in person for the first time, at least as a Cavalier. We show up, Donovan Mitchell isn't playing, but apparently neither was Anthony Edwards. He had like six points and he was doing the standoff in the corner thing. And I'm like, I can't believe this is actually happening. I mean, he's a sounds like player. a terrible game to go watch. Well, yeah. It was, it was, uh, well, Garland had 51. So you got to see Darius go off. And oh, he's, that's he's true. That was the game he went nuts on. So that's pretty cool. He's, he's but, damn yeah. good too. Shoot. Oh, yeah. Made 10 threes that night. So we were, we felt vindicated. Well, you know, one of our concerns at when we added Donovan Mitchell was, uh, obviously he's an alpha, you know, he's, he's a number one scorer and he's, yeah. he deserves the ball in crunch time. And at the Absolutely. same time, we, we want Darius to grow into something similar to that. We want Evan Mobley to be a scorer. You know, how would these guys coexist? And so far, I think, I think Garland and Mitchell have embraced each other selflessly. Uh, yeah. They were going to Browns games together. They went to Cleveland guardians games together and we're riling up the crowd, but on the yeah. court too, I, I, this will sound strange. It, it, it seems like it helped them that, that Garland got hurt for a few games mm, and yeah. Mitchell got to play and, and like be the man without having to apologize or defer to Garland. Does that make sense? You oh, it, wonder it how does. It does. Guys are share it the does. Ball. Yeah. You know, Tim and I were talking about this, Gary. I think Donovan Mitchell is a better player when he runs the point and controls the ball. And yeah. I his really hands. pay attention to yeah. Donovan and Darius and when they're on the court yeah. together, because when Mike Conley came over to the jazz and was the primary ball handler, you know, things change and it just felt like Donovan Mitchell's growth slowed compared yeah. to those early years Completely when Ricky Rubio was there, who doesn't <laughs> yeah. take a lot of shots because nope. he can't shoot. Yeah. And that really seemed to be when Donovan exploded. So I'm, I'm keeping a very close eye on that. It seems like the two have put up big numbers together, but I'm curious about what their ceiling would be. Uh, together on the court at the same it's time through the roof you know like Darius Garland I feel like is like a true point guard like I think that's more natural for him so like by nature I think he's more deferential and now he's got like an awesome 
awesome backcourt mate to like, you know, uh, feed the ball to. But on the flip side of it, like, just like you said, I mean, he put up 51 freaking points. The other day. <laughs> right. I mean, so, right. so he's, he's talented. I mean, this backcourt is scary. I mean, I think if one of those guys has a, a night off, like who cares? The other one's going to pick up the slack. I mean, I think yeah. this might be better than like uh, the Damian Lillard and uh, CJ McCollum backcourt because neither dude, of those could, were like true points. You know, I could listen to you say this all day. <laughs> like this, you're absolutely right. I, I hope this is true. In fact, when when the Cavs played the Celtics twice, taking them to overtime and winning with those two guys on the floor. Yeah, like the first game they didn't have Garland, but Lavert had 41 and yeah. Mitchell had 41. The second game, Garland was like his first game back, and and Mitchell still dominated. It was it yep. was. Uh, a taste of what we hope is our future, you know, with those two. So it's a pretty bright future. I think so. So, um, so it's funny that Chad said that he wasn't sure, like, you know, what to make of like all the players that came over. And, um, I've always joked that we're, I've been joking that, um, you know, I, I make a few wagers here and there. (laughs) And, uh, part of that is prop bets on just individual players. And, um, I paid attention to Malik Beasley, um, you know, Colin Sexton, um, you know, even tailing Orton Tucker, um, I knew they had the potential in them. I mean, they definitely like crushed some overs for me on any given night, um, point wise. And so it was like an odd mix of players, but like each of those players, I think, you know, has that potential to be like a 20 point score, 25 point score each night. And, uh, it doesn't matter, you know, like one of those guys will have an off night and, you know, the other two will pick it up. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and then you got Mike Conley actually mentoring. It's bizarre. Like he was supposed to be trade baiting off the team. <laughs> Yeah, I, thought, I thought this first couple of months was just them showcase a guy for a week and then trade him for a first round, showcase another guy and then trade him. Like they've got players that everybody would want and not, maybe do they just realize they have so many of them. They might actually be, <laughs> might be good together. Jordan Clarkson. I mean, you got, yeah. 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 It, well, it's odd. And even marketing, like I've, after Tim posted the photo of his NTRPA, it, it kind of got me thinking like, gosh, I want one of those. Yeah. And <laughs> what so, did you do? <laughs> I made some offers on some out on eBay. You know, the price of his cards have jumped so much. Um, Uh I forget what the last card ladder um, index was for him, but it was very positive compared to the rest of the market, which has just been down. Yeah. Um, But I'm still eyeing up one of his NTRPAs. If he continues to play well, there's no reason that card won't continue to go up. No. Um, There's still two to three grand right now for BGS Mm. eights and nine. So they're still fairly expensive. There's plenty of room though. I mean, you look at somebody like Tatum and his RPA is like 80 K, right? Right. And that's the thing, right? Like it's a lot of money, but big picture with these NTRPs, there's room for it to to explode. Well, that was, that was going to be my question guys about uh, marketing specifically. And I've, I've done the card ladder and the market movers the last couple of weeks watching uh, big names and players that I thought be based on how they played and the demand and, and, Honestly, personally, guys, I was looking to, to get into and buy more of. Uh, and you're right. The marketing and graph was like that for a week. <laughs> yeah. And then it continued on another week. Like the last, <laughs> the last three weeks, he's been crazy. And, I, and I'm like, it's still only November 15th. Yeah. You know, if he's an all-star right. and True. the prices are still pretty reasonable for a for even just a base prism PSA 10, uh, you can yeah. get for 40 or $50 right now. And it's like, yeah. wait a minute, if if he, but I'm also looking at if if this is turning into a playoff team that that solidifies it. You know, it's not just a good scorer on a mm. bad team. It's a guy that that could be a part of a, a group of guys out to out to prove something. You know that we're not just a bunch of castoffs and and you know uh, sidekicks to Rudy and Donovan. Like we could actually, mm. right? 
I, am, I completely am I agree. Chad, am I, no, am I, no, no, you're, okay. you're not dreaming at all. I think you're spot on. And when it comes to value, a lot of it is hype, yeah. right? I mean, hype drives yeah. a lot of card value. And so if you start to see this jazz team, now if you start, if you see them continue to win and look like they might make the playoffs, even though this is a small market, people are going to start to recognize Mark and he's going to get more national attention mm. and more buzz around him. And when they see, when people see him dunking on people and then stepping oh, yeah. back and hitting a three, mm. you know, it's, it's going to be it, something. Those values could continue to go up. I think you're exactly right. Yeah. He's still got room. Um, I'm going to try and probably fail to flip this around. I'll fail. But, um, <laughs> Tim, uh, Tim, you I, forgot the cameras yeah, literally on top of yeah, my computer yeah. screen, but yeah, no. So, uh, this site called basketball.realgm.com, um, has charted out career trajectories and specifically managed to compare, uh, you know, Lori and Dirk, um, and Lori's years two through four, like they cratered, like literally cratered. Um, and it looks like the most depressing, like, you know, uh, chart ever, but, um, this year, year five, He's perfectly intersected with where Dirk was on year five wow. of his career. Perfectly. Like we're talking 21.8 points a game. Um, point for point. Same as Dirk. My what main was that site again? Like, like that realgm.com, right? Yeah, basketball.realgm.com. Um, I hope Danny Ainge didn't actually use this website. I've used it for mock <laughs> trades and for salary cap stuff, but Danny Ainge oh, really? is probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, I mean, I think his, his cards have, has room, you know, definitely have room, but you know, my concern would be that he's still a jazz player, right? Like that caps the, realistically that caps a player's value at some point. And if he happens to get hurt, it's game over for his value. For sure. Right? It's going to take one thing, either the yeah. jazz stop winning, he gets hurt or he stops producing and it's over. Mm-hmm. You guys are, you guys are live in Salt Lake city. Like as we speak, are people talking like anybody from the organization talking about uh, any language of rebuild or trades? Or are they, are they like, Hey, we're going like, this is, I haven't heard either of the words. I did start no. to see some marketing around the all-star game and, you know, they put on the all-star jersey on Clarkson and marketing hmm. and starting to promote it like more in a positive sense. Um, hmm. But the tide, not just from the jazz, but from the community has shifted. Like I said before, it's kind of people were really frustrated that they're tanking, right? You go and pay a lot of money for season tickets and then you find out that you're trading your all-stars and your team's tanking, that, that's yeah. a tough pill to swallow. But now all of a sudden you start winning and that always changes people's tunes, you know? So fans are starting to get back into it. And admittedly, I was so frustrated at the Jazz the first, you know, three or five games of the season. I didn't watch them. Um, I was so mm. mad at them. Yeah, I don't you know, think many people winning, watched them. The buzz comes back and you're like, okay, I, I got to see what they're all about. And you're like, oh, yeah. you know, maybe there are some players here. Yeah. Just yeah. there's so much emotion involved with it. And, <laughs> and that's one of the great things about sports, right? Is it can give you this emotion roller coaster that you can't get in other aspects of life. Um, and so most of the time <laughs> I'm on the end of it where I'm in misery and crying and everyone has to listen to me whine about it. But there are other times that are good about it too. And you, know, yeah, you got to right. enjoy the highs. With the- uh, when the trade happened, uh, after having seen Colin Sexton, score 20 plus a game for several seasons and knowing his work ethic and his attitude and the, the whole young bull thing. I, I mean, I'd rather have Donovan Mitchell, but I also knew you were getting a talented young scorer with an incredible work ethic and an incredible attitude. Um, He was a guy that I thought upside and then also card potential. I was thinking maybe I should buy in some Colin Sexton, but, but not sure how Utah's using him yet. 
Yeah. Very high yeah. energy guy for yeah. sure. <laughs> um, yeah. Back from when I was a kid, it kind of, he reminds me of like a Shannon Anderson, Byron Russell guy, um, mm. but a little bit more speed, right? But just Definitely with that energy speed. and that passion. Yeah. Um, the guy is an incredible athlete. Really is. I wonder about his three-point mm. shooting. Can um, work on that. It seems like there could be some room for improvement. It's early on in the year. I don't have the stats in front of me, yeah. but I could see potential there. I really could. In the last five games or so that I've watched, I do like him. He spreads the ball. He can score. He can get into the paint. He is very fast. I think there's room for him there. Markin is still the guy who catches my eye more for the value, but Sexton was a very nice acquisition for the Jazz as a part of that trade. So as far as investing in cards around this trade, uh, maybe starting with Donovan Mitchell, any, any recommendations or, hmm. you know, as far as Mitchell goes, he's already been deep in the playoffs. He's been a winner. If he is an MVP candidate, obviously Cavs fans will want in, but you know, the market. I still feel like Donovan Mitchell has slid as the rest of the market has slid over the past several months. Yeah looking at his card values, even picking up a few over the past couple of months, it's been nice for me because you can pick them up as a collector and they're still cheap. Mm -hmm. And so I still feel like there's room for Donovan Mitchell to grow, especially as the Cavs. I assume that they're going to continue to play well with their lineup and the way that they've looked so far. Uh, Mobley's the key. If they're a high up seed in the East and they win a series or two, there is room for him to grow. Um, I think that the system that he was playing in, in retrospect, perhaps capped some of his, Ability yeah. Yeah, in the bubble. He, you know, he scored 50. Yeah. That was a little bit different time, but he just didn't maximize his potential last year. And I think we're starting to see that with the Cavs now. Also, I still think that the Rudy Gobert factor and just the overall disdain for Rudy Gobert is what it <laughs> seems like. I think that that spilled over a little bit on Donovan Mitchell's cap on cards. And maybe mm-hmm. I'm crazy. I have no evidence to back this up other than just listening to the way people talk about the jazz. Mm. I think that there's room for Donovan. I fear, you know, on the other side of markets on this, I fear marketing. I, like I said earlier, it's one slip up and I fear that it could tank, but if he continues on his path, he could go up as well. But those would be the two that personally I would look at. And the two that I have on my eBay safe searches. Donovan's such a good example of like how hard it is to regain your previous hobby value. You know, like he yeah. was hyped as all get out, you know, it was him and Tatum, right? You know, and then he's just slid. His values are like, what, like a quarter, 50% of Tatum's? I mean, it's the discrepancy is absurd. Which I think is silly. It's absurd. It really you know? is. So I really root for him to, you know, kind of regain the eye of, you know, hobby collectors. He's fun to watch. Yeah. He, he yeah. really is. And he's, he's clutch as anything. Like last, Last year, down the stretch, the Cavs were fun, young. They had some stars. It was exciting to see uh, Garland and Mobley and that, but no one could score in the fourth quarter. Mm. And now we've got a guy who it seems like he can't miss in the fourth. Like he's been, he's been amazing for us. He's huge that um, way. And, and that's, that's a rare find. Um, you know, we'd be at games last season where Garland would be the guy that could create his own shot and take one. And 
you know, he might shoot better than 50% for the game, but he was not clutch. And I know sometimes <laughs> you grow, you grow into that. And sometimes you just don't have that, you know, yeah, exactly. uh, it's, it feels like Donovan does. Um, I want to follow. He does on, have it. Okay, you'll, you'll see a look in his eye. Yeah. I mean, Tim and I saw this, like when we went to his, his first year mm-hmm. playoff game, yeah. He gets this look in his eye and Nobody's he's going to rattle yeah. off 15 points immediately before you yeah. know it. And you're just going to fall in love with that. Yeah. Launching from three, crashing to the rim yeah. and then throwing he's, down a tomahawk. A you know, oh, guys, as a Cleveland fan, I'm so used to playing against that guy. Like who, if it like, started <laughs> yeah. with Jordan, but uh-huh. it was everybody else. It seemed like Carl Malone. It seemed like every other team had a great player <laughs> that could light it up and score 40 if he needed to. And we never had that guy. We had Mark Price. I like Mark Price. I like Mark Price. <laughs> A lot, but but like we didn't have that 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 killer, you know. Wasn't Craig Eeler? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. We got Sean Kemp after he had put on fifty pounds and turned thirty-five. Like we we just got the we got the old guys. Um, but at least we got some names. But uh, you said yeah. something a second ago, Tim, about not sure if Donovan can regain his previous hobby yeah. love, his previous hobby hype. I'm starting to look at the market. Yeah, it's it's down. Um, it's it's tough right now. It's to a lot of people. It's if you're into cards, a lot of people are into football or the World Cup or some other things right now. Our front page, uh, but I'm starting to say, okay, well, what players have not yet been to that mountain? Have not yet had their hobby love? They're going to break out and do something new this season uh, mm-hmm. because the guys that, like you said, like Donovan Mitchell or even Tatum, you know, or Joker's won two MVPs. What's next for him to do? Like who knows? Some of these got Luca. Is that guy ever going to regain? What more does he have to do, you know, to regain hobby love? And I'm say, I'm thinking some of them, of course, they're good long-term holds. I would think the market's mm-hmm. eventually going to rebound for them. But in the next three to six months, I, I guess my interest as far as uh, investing and because Darius Garland is one of these guys that comes to mind as having a, a playoff run that he's never had before. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. The guy that's going to do something mm-hmm. new Mm-hmm. To, to get people's attention. Does anybody like that come to mind for you where you're like, and maybe it's marketing and that's a perfect example right now, but, <laughs> but who, who else in the league may be doing something for the first time? Keldon Johnson. Right. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. He has market issues just like uh, SGA does in uh, Oklahoma city. But um, yeah, cause he's a spur, but on the flip side of it, you know, a Tony Parker, a Tim Duncan got really popular and still hold hobby value. Mm-hmm. He's good. You know, the fear is that because they're perceived as tanking this year, um, that he's going to be that like high stats, you know, good guy on a bad team, you know, so he might not get the, um, the respect he deserves, but um, there's that guy. Yeah, Keldon's 24 uh, points a game right now. Yeah, that's not nothing. Nice. every night. Yeah. Um, trying to think. Uh, uh, I think that's a good pick. I don't know that I necessarily have anyone. And you, you got to keep in mind that, like, from the football side, when I try and do this, I totally bomb. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So I'm the it last guy you want to hear this from. You guys, uh, I thought Nikhil Alexander-Walker was going to be one of those guys oof. eventually. And I, uh, <laughs> he had his moment. You I'm know? embarrassed yeah. to even say his name right Yeah, is he still on the roster? Oh, that's a good question. He right. might be uh, headed for the G League. Uh, <laughs> he might be. He might have requested uh, his own trip to the G League to get more shots up. But yeah, yeah. Dejounte Murray. But you know, he's uh, second fiddle to Trey now, so I don't think he'll get the respect he deserves. Um, Mobley, I don't think people are high enough on yet. You know, I keep saying his name, but like he's just damn impressive. Like if he starts asserting himself, I mean, 
people realize, but same thing, you know, you got Donovan on the team now. So, you know, does he, he might even be like perceived as the third player on the team, you know, behind Garland and Mitchell. So, um, the Knicks have, um, Emmanuel quickly, um, you know, uh, the wizards have, uh, Denny, uh, Avdia, 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 Avdia. Yeah. Um, but rookie for the magic who I would absolutely butcher his name. Yeah. uh, He's putting up very impressive numbers on a team that, still may not win a whole lot of games. And if they end up getting another nice draft pick. He's actually probably the better pick. I mean, I think once once he takes off, um, you'll see this year's uh, hobby boxes and hobby values finally correct. Yep. Yeah. Because of him. Mm-hmm. He's going to be the guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, he's been amazing. Paolo I Benchero. guess yeah. his numbers are better than LeBron's rookie year so far. I mean, yeah, they've been very <laughs> impressive. Yeah, he's put I didn't some think stats. that was possible. I'm, a, I'm, I'm from Akron. I'm sitting here. How, how is this <laughs> happening? But if we right. hear from him out in Salt Lake City, you know yeah. that there's uh, that he's got to be a big deal. Uh, but we have an Orlando Magic homer in our one of our group yeah, chats. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Well, um, you know, it's not just uh, players that maybe do something new and gain some hobby love. It is it is a, a time when you can find bargains like you guys. I love that you post pictures of cards that you've bought recently. Like, I'd love to hear what. Maybe let us in a little bit more if you want. I don't want. I don't want like our people, our listeners, bidding against you on your eBay watch list <laughs> stuff. But like, what what other things do you have your eye on, guys? Whether it's collection or investment. So Chad, I yeah. sprinkle mine out a little bit. One mm-hmm. set that I'm working on outside of basketball is 2012 NFL Prism, um, the silvers. Mm-hmm. So the first year of Prism, those silvers. I have a blast collecting those. I love the photography in those, um, and you get them for cheaper now. And so mm-hmm. I've really been happy with that. I like as a set in basketball, just in general, I really like noir. Mm. I like noir. severely underappreciated. It is. And I love it because mm-hmm. the cards are stunning. They have very creative inserts and they just don't sell for the same price as what you would expect for other high-end products. It's the curse of the black background on a card, you know? which I love. Yeah, you know, you for know. me that works a whole lot. So it's fantastic. I yeah. love noir. So you can definitely mm-hmm. find on my eBay safe searches Donovan Mitchell noir. That's mm-hmm. one of the top ones. I don't blame you at all. Yeah, um, I like those a lot. Yeah, they went with the theme of that, and they just ran with it, and it works. Yeah. You know, but yeah. I don't just I don't know. Uh, for me, uh, we talked about it. You know, like the. The collecting version of Tim now is uh, focused on a PSA registry set of uh, the MJ basic uh, cards, base cards. Um, you know, there's 72 different types of cards on that list. Uh, it's technically 80 cards and it's uh, given me a fun little chase. And um, I've finally thrown in the towel of being a PSA 10 snob, you know, um, and so PSA 9s like the difference in cost, like I can buy 10 different PSA nines for the cost of one PSA 10 of his cards. And uh, I'm going to roll with it. Like, yeah, the card values are so stupid cheap. I mean, like some of the cards I've picked up for like under the price of a grading fee, you know? So, I mean, it's like no brainer, you know? So I'll be working on that, chewing on that. Um, I've. The registry, neither of us have, have ever chased that before. No, none of us have. And it's been fun. It's given me focus, you know? And it's like, okay, somebody's done this before. It makes sense to do this. And like, why haven't I done it before? And like, it's the whole, you know, like you got to walk before you run and say you collect Jordan, you know? So I got to knock out this base set. So, Hmm. Well, you said a second ago that you threw in the towel on PSA 10 snob. I I like, I like hearing that. Like, because at, when I think investor or reseller, I know more people want the 10. For sure. And yet the nine is such an awesome buy and they're so stinking yes. close. 
Like yeah. I have, I've got some back that have been eights or nines that I'm like, why isn't that a 10? Others yeah. I'm like, why didn't I look at the card before I sent it? Like yeah. it, it was, <laughs> it was right there, a big print line or something. But, but yeah. um, what, what made you like give up the, the PSA 10 thing? Just, just value. The, just value, you know, for a collection standpoint, I'm not looking to resell these cards finally. Right. Like, you know, like you said, the PSA 10, leave them for the investors, leave them for the flippers. Uh, the PSA nines, they're better than a raw card, which is supposed to be the equivalent of a PSA eight. Um, and they look fantastic. And just for example, you know, like the 1991 Fleer Jordan, um, you know, I got for mm. 25 bucks, right? Like the PSA 10 is like a $400 card. So it was just stupid. Right. You know, I mean, it's like, I'll pick up that card for $25 as an impulse purchase. I'll spend more than that at lunch, you know? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it'll just be so much affordable, much more affordable. Um, I shot uh chat at text, um, and our other guy, um, that, uh, it only costs like $650 to knock off like 40 of the PSA nine cards on that list. <laughs> And uh, Lord knows how many times I've blown that money on either a sports bet or a, a bad purchase. So, wax, yeah, yeah. What about <laughs> yeah. you? What's what's your what's your <laughs> biggest save sense. search, or what's the the cards that you're going after, dude? Yeah. No, this is my show. I get to ask the questions. Touche. We were so I close. Just, <laughs> we were flipping I'm, it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We we covered it a little bit. I I have some yeah. marketing. I got some marketing in my save yeah. searches. Um, I, I'm waiting to get a really good deal on a maxi autograph card, just a oh, Tyrese maxi, yeah. not, not in yeah. the Kentucky uniform. And it seems like, <laughs> I don't blame you. you don't know, do it. Yeah. And I don't want those hoops, uh, you know, rookie ink. I, I would like to get a nice one that I don't have to overpay for. So yeah. Maxi is a good um, choice. Yeah. That should have been a guy on the list. We rattled off earlier. Yeah. 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 Well, and the other, the other thing, um, one of my guys on the list and you guys are out West. So you might see him more is Anthony Simons. Uh, oh, I think he's, oh. he's ridiculous. And he's, I don't know he's on my, about him. Yeah. Well, he's been on my short list. And at the same time, his cards have jumped in the last month. Have they? Uh, yeah. He's getting well, some if, respect. Yeah. If, if you want to buy a silver or an RPA or anything that's, you know, sought yeah. after the Simons have gone up. And so I'm yeah. like, crap, did he just get out of my price range? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm, that's where I might like get in on a PSA nine instead mm-hmm. as, as both a collector and investor. I think he's fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. That heat check game he had the other night where he threw in like nine threes or something, you know, he was just, yeah, he was like doing his best imitation of Damian Lillard. Right. He's talented. Yep. Okay. So, so you guys, uh, I want to, I had this written down as like a, a topic to kick around and we kind of segued into it a moment ago, like with your looking at the registry, buying up deals that are there, looking at, at even PSA nines, like uh, seeing deals because the market is down on every, every player, every card, you, you might be seeing better prices than we have in at least a couple years. Right. I mean, comparatively um, I was going to ask you, cause you both have been at this a lot longer than many of our listeners. I mean, we have a lot of one Oh one, newbie collectors and investors mm. that we got in or they got in, you know, in 21 when everything early 21, everything was going up. Yeah. Right. And, and like I was buying LeBron base cards off of eBay for $2 and three weeks later they were $10. And, <laughs> and it seemed like anything you buy was, was going up. Going up. Yep. And, and now, uh, you know, obviously the last, the last 12 months, it feels, I mean, not a, not exactly a crash, but it's like, are we ever going to get back there again? And may, maybe, maybe not. But like, how are you 
you you've been through ups and downs in the card market, right? What mm-hmm. what encouragement or what advice would you give to people that maybe are just uh, do I stay in this or <laughs> right? So our buddy Adam, mm-hmm. the real twenty seven guy, yeah, Adam Gray, forever yeah. and ever has always promoted collect what you like. Yeah. And I always thought so that simple. was so simple, Yep. but it is so true Yep. because if you collect a card that visually is stunning to you, or you love the player that's on it, or you love the color scheme, or yep. you just love the set, it's not going to matter to you as much if the value goes up or mm-hmm. if the value tanks, mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, you still have this little collectible piece of art that you can still enjoy. You collect what you like, figure out what you like, follow that and you won't go wrong. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, and market cycles, mm-hmm. you know, um, right now we're in a lull. It's going to go down a little bit lower. You know, it's definitely in a bear market, um, but there's mm-hmm. always a bull run on the other side. You know, it's a, usually a three to five year cycle just in like in most markets. So perseverance, you know, and so in the meantime, take advantage, you know, um, the whole Warren Buffett philosophy of, you know, like, uh, you know, be greedy when others are fearful. Um, this is the mm. time to buy, mm. suck it up and fork over some money. You know, um, you're going to regret it in two, three years when everything corrects and it's like two X, three X the price right now. So, um, yeah, pick out those high value players and those rookies and, um, yeah. go for it. Swing for the fences, uh, collect that vet, that hall of fame vet that, uh, you know, you never thought you could attain and just, yeah, pick up his cards. Yeah. So I think there's ways to break down what I verbally vomited out of my face into a more digestible <laughs> and reasonable uh, dude, I way. thought it was great. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think that there is, especially if people are beginning to collect, there's different categories to think about. Yeah. And the first one is, do you want to collect a rookie who could grow? Or do you want to collect someone who's retired and established because you don't want to take yeah. the risk of them tanking? Do you like base cards, you know, that are not numbered and are common, but you can get them. Do you like having inserts, you yeah. know, which are a little bit more rare, but sometimes more fun, sometimes like, cheaper, sometimes cheaper. That's odd. Um, yeah. Do you like autographs? Do you like patches? Do you like patches that are game worn versus those that are not game worn? Mm-hmm. And if you really can prioritize out of those categories, what's most meaningful to you Think about that and then go and collect those things and mm. then then you'll be in a good spot. Mm-hmm. I like that. That sounded better. It did. You'll I, cut the I first part, it. right? Good job. I, I did. I think it was funny <laughs> that you said you verbally vomited out of your face. As if, as if you'd vomit from where, somewhere where, else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> those are words to live by. I look in the mirror every morning before I go into clinic. I'm like, Chad, yeah. don't verbally vomit all over the place. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad we have it on video. <laughs> Well, no, you're absolutely right. Like there's a part of this that, uh, uh, the collect what you like thing. Like we are fans. We love sports. I love basketball. You guys love Mm -hmm. your teams. We we have players that we like, like Jordan. Um, you know, I've got uh, a ton of LeBron cards that I've bought or that people just gave to me because I'm, I'm in Akron and a LeBron fan. And if they happen to be profitable some other time in my life, great. If not, Mm -hmm. there's, I still love having them, you know? Uh, And so there's, there, there is a part of that, right? And enjoy what you, what you've got. I, I think the last few years, people have gotten so, even said bull market and bear market that we've used so many um, market analogies and tools to project onto cards as though they're little stocks. And I can't say different. that they're not. Yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, it's a, it's a different mindset. So yeah, for sure. Uh, 
Well, what's, what's next for you guys? It's been great having you on hoops and cards again. Um, you know, love what you've done with, with pack to the future. I'm sure there's a, there's something where you, you guys, it's not just collecting and investing or following players. It's also talking about it. Like, are you having your own powwow every so often? Are you going on, on trips to card shows? What, what's, what's next for you all? Yeah. So we, we still enjoy collecting. We still enjoy, you know, firing text back and forth all the time. That camaraderie will never end. I think, you know, coming up, we're really looking forward to Thanksgiving. It's, it's a fun day and good holiday to spend with, friends and listening to each other. So Thanksgiving yeah. will be fun. Enjoying the holidays, staying optimistic, staying positive. Um, yeah, we've definitely gone to some card shows lately, which have been fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, the market in Utah has actually been a little bit better than maybe we gave it credit for, you know, as far as card shows. Really? And yeah. Yeah. That's great. That That's seems great. to happen pretty consistently. You know, it's not the size of the Dallas card show. I mean, it'd fit in like a little square part of <laughs> Dallas card show or the national, <laughs> right. And be forgotten. But you know, I mean, that's been another outlet and, um, you know, just kind of refocusing on what's important in the card hobby. Cause I mean, I think in the last year or two, things got so out of hand, um, as far as retail and hobby products that I think it forced a lot of us to just kind of reevaluate like, Hey, you know, why do we enjoy this hobby? Like, you know, forget the stuff that's out of reach, like focus on the stuff that is in reach, you know? And yeah. So yeah. That's been fun. Kind of redefining ourselves and, uh, yeah, let's see what uh, 2023 brings. Well, and I, I kind of uh, teased it earlier when uh, you, you talked about follow, remembering what you, why you love the hobby or what you meant, you just mentioned it, Tim, like why you love uh, sports, why you love collecting. And I, I really appreciate uh, Chad, your decision to stick with Donovan Mitchell, even though he's not in yeah. your team's uniform anymore, you realize, you realize he's a guy that you just love as a player Right. And, and the, yeah. the memories that he's given you, but also the future of watching what he's going to do. Yeah. You know I'm saying like, what, what went into saying, yep, I'm going to do it because, because I'll give you a, for instance, a lot of people think that, that Cleveland in general hates LeBron because one dude burned his Jersey 15 years ago on sports center. Like, uh, <laughs> no, actually most of us love LeBron and a lot of us have Lakers like swag. A lot of us <laughs> realize what he's done for our state and mm. uh and collect him and support him we're not we're not blind to the jordan conversation <laughs> you know uh, both those guys deserve it but um but i love seeing that you you made a decision hey i'm gonna i'm gonna support this dude and yeah. uh and and i love what he does you know how, how did that happen for you i had an epiphany in the middle of the dallas card show hmm. this summer and it was instigated by hmm. my card collecting buddy carter do you have his instagram handle Big basketball here? pc mc basketball pc yeah yeah so he collects Mike Conley. If you have any rare Mike Conleys, go on Instagram and sell them to him. Um, basically sat me down as I'm having this existential crisis about the jazz and Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. And he said, look, if Donovan's a player that you can buy into because you enjoy watching him play, he's exciting. And he's someone who has the same character yep. traits that you enjoy out of watching as a sports fan, continue collecting him. You yep. can still enjoy that guy even in a different city because you know, Carter had the same experience with Mike Conley when he left Memphis to go to Utah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was at that moment, I was like, okay, I'm yep. sold. The light switch went on. And actually the funny part about that is I was debating buying a 2017 Donovan Mitchell Prism autograph. Um, mm-hmm. It was a PSA 10. I was going back and forth. It was going to be my big purchase of the show. I had walked away from the card. Carter kind of gave me this pep talk. I immediately stopped. <laughs> he could have been still talking. And I turned around, left, walked directly <laughs> over to the table and bought the card. 
Yeah. And nice. That, he was that convincing. Yeah. Yep. He, he convinced me with yeah, Carter's was, credit card. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. He doesn't you know that part do this. I think Carter's yeah. still there at Dallas giving me the pep talk and I just left. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Carter. But. He's trying to sell, sell fractional shares right now. That card. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> That's hilarious. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I love it. Um, for, you know, I, I think we've seen, uh, there are people that have been special in Cleveland, like like Kyrie, that we're grateful for those moments, but we don't follow uh, for uh, for some obvious reasons, I guess. Right, like right, right. like it, he's called Kai Me around here, but uh, but, but LeBron <laughs> has been, heard that. <laughs> Le, LeBron's <laughs> trying to to raise a family in in a place they all love and want to be, and he's uh, probably trying to do a little too much GM role in the Lakers, you know, um, right. some of the trades they've made. But we're still fans. Um, and so hmm. hopefully Cleveland will take good care of your guy, uh, Donovan, over these next few years. I, I will say this, the uh, the recruiting push to keep him longer term was on the moment he landed in town. Like there were billboards oh. all over the city. Welcome Donovan Mitchell, because they know even if it's like four years, they know they're going to be competing with everybody. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. who wants to stay in Cleveland? Like, unfortunately, <laughs> nobody wants to stay in Cleveland. It's not from here. Hey, so, maybe, maybe the tides will turn. Yeah. Skyline uh, yeah. chili, you know, we'll maybe start tasting better. I don't know. <laughs> uh, we, we can dream. We can dream. Uh, well guys, uh, thank you so much for being on hoops and cards again. And thank yeah. you for just the, the joy and energy and personality that you have brought to the hobby and a lot of your listeners and friends, not just in Salt Lake city, but around the world with pack to the future. So I, how can people, if, you know, to reach out to you if they got a question or two, or are you like, dude, that's behind us. And, uh, you know, what, I guess what would be the best way to, to connect with you? Well, by far and away, we're the most active on Instagram. So pack to the future podcast. Um, I think it's just a little bit more of an intimate, uh, social media platform, uh, especially for the hobby, you know, pictures, reels, videos. Um, and so we really enjoy that. Nice. That's where our group chats are. That's where, you know, all our conversations with listeners and stuff have been. So, um, and then, uh, at some point, you know, our, our website, uh, pttfpodcast.com, uh, we've got uh, some affiliate links there that, you know, we'd love some support with. But more importantly, you can uh, leave us, you know, like voice messages. And we've really enjoyed that part of it. Um, you know, you've not through the website necessarily, but, you know, even on Instagram, you know, you've been <laughs> I love doing that. <laughs> leaving us some awesome yeah, voice clips. <laughs> and so, you know, we just we love that stuff. So um, we try to be one of the more interactive podcasts out there. And uh, we just really love our listeners. And, um, I think they'll be pretty thankful for both the end of this year and, uh, maybe the start of next year. So that was so much better. The first time we went on John Newman show, we were with Dr. Beckett. And I think Ooh. I said that we interact with our listeners like 10 straight times. <laughs> it was awful. That's why I paused. I look at Tim and I'm like, Tim, help. You have to speak right now no, because I, I can't do that. Again. I'm not even supposed to be the extemporaneous one. So. <laughs> As if it was verbal bom- verbal vomiting again, right? But you can yeah, 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 yeah. that'll get you. <laughs> yeah, that's the sports euphemisms, you know. When you you got to double say something, you know. So yeah. exactly. Awesome. Well, thanks. Great to see you guys. Thanks for being a part of Hoops and Cards uh, tonight, and I uh, hope the Jazz, yeah, continue to try. Like <laughs> I hope they make the playoffs and are the story of the season. I think Cash Jazz in the finals, right? Yes. Yeah. There, that'd you be, there you go. That'd be sweet. Make it happen. Thanks for having us on, Gary. Awesome. We'll see you at the All-Star Game. Yeah. Sounds good. So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here?
All right. Take care now. Bye-bye, then.